Welcome into another episode of Outdoor Adventures here on Twin Cities News Talk, AM 1130, FM 103.5, and anywhere in the world on free iHeartRadio app. You can download that, search News Talk, AM 1130. You can find the live stream there, or you can listen to archives of the Outdoor Adventures. Uh, just search Outdoor Adventures on iHeartRadio app, and you can follow us and like us there as well. I'm your host, Stan Poggle, Average Everyday Fisherman, and my uh, co-host, Legendary Guide and Freshwater Fishing Hall of Famer, Chris Kudak. Beaming in, uh, are you from Parts Unknown again this week, or are you out with the with the girly girl, or what are you doing today? Oh, no, no, I'm uh, I'm bonding with the, with the brand Landon, a.k.a. the turtle. We got, uh, we're going over with the four-wheeler to the deer woods, and we've been running around all over the country, checking stuff out. Yeah, we've been pretty busy this afternoon. Now, I heard you were maybe going to get the uh, old twenty-two or the uh, the BB gun out and maybe uh, plank a few beer cans out there today. Well, we got the crossbows out. We got his bow and arrow out. We got his airsoft guns. We got, um, uh, so, uh, he's got about four or five different guns. Plus, we got uh, the pellet guns out and uh, the twenty-twos. And he's just had, he had a good old time uh, shooting everything that he could shoot. Sounds like a good time. Uh, we got our uh, buddy uh, Tom Zanenko uh, calling in here, too. Uh, had a little miscommunication there, but we're getting him on the line and ready to go. We're going to chat with him about the latest coming up with uh, Vexlar. I know they always have some new stuff uh, coming out, and I, I heard uh, you got your grubby, dirty, filthy, stinking hands, fish-smelling hands on a uh, on one of those uh, cage rails, as well as a uh, new Vexlar you're uh, going to be playing with this winter. Yep, yep. I stopped out there oh last Monday, and I talked with Tommy and Corey Studer and uh, uh, Al, the guy that owns Vexstar, and we had a good conversation. But I ended up, uh, yeah, there. I'm going to use an FL20 this year. It's new this year, so I'm going to try that out and see how that works. So I got another cage drill, and I'm uh, I was messing around with some ice fishing rods this morning, looking at all my JT stuff, and I got an order with them for some. They got some new rods out, so. Uh, I'm kind of looking forward to first ice after. It's got to be after deer hunt. No, I'm. I'm. Yeah. You know, it's, it's, you know, a couple months after deer hunt, we get first ice, and uh, you know, I'm kind of looking forward to that. Yeah, I'm looking for some early ice this year because the last couple of years have been pretty bad. So I'm looking for a good, nice, long uh, ice fishing season coming up. So we'll bring Tom on here in just a second, and then another one of your pals, uh, fellow Hall of Famers as well as Tom, uh, our buddy Steve Panaz, going to be joining us too. Yep, yep, we got uh, Tom Zankel's Hall of Famer, Steve Panaz, and uh, I believe Panaz is up fishing somewhere or going somewhere, so uh, we better get these guys on because I think Panaz may be going to a football game this afternoon. Yeah, he's uh, always busy running around, and uh, let's bring in our first guest, uh, Tom Zanenko right now, a Vexlar. And uh, I don't know, Kudak, I, it looks like he... Uh, Stole one of your stuffed animals because I'm looking at his Facebook picture right now, and he's holding up a big walleye. And I don't know if he actually caught that or if that's just a stuffed walleye. Tom? <laughs> you guys, you always have so much good fun on the radio. <laughs> we do have a lot of fun. That's what we do it for. Yeah, the, it's never too early, though, to start ice fishing, and that's why Kudak was out there fantasizing. He fantasizes a lot, as you know, Stan. He's a yep. fantasy man. Yeah, and, and he's, he's got some good stories. about catching fish through the ice. Yeah, exactly. But, you know, it, it's, it's that, getting that time of year, and, and 
you know, I, I had a good talk with Al down there, and he, I got a kick out of him. He's re- rebuilding the old, the old paper graphs. I, you know, I knew they were still around, but I didn't know he was rebuilding them. And it was pretty interesting to talk with him. He's a very, very knowledgeable man and, and a nice guy to talk to. I mean, he is a, a peach of a guy. And, you know, and, and so are most of the guys down there that work with you. The secretaries you got down there, Beck, so I mean, uh, you, you can't buy better people down there. And you guys got the best stuff on the market. Well, we, we've been around for, you know, almost, well, almost 60 years now. And, uh, Steve's been, uh, the president or the owner of the company now for, I like, 35 years since he's taken over the company. And it's been, it's just a pleasure. I've been there almost 20 years. It's my 19th year there. And, uh, I, I could not have asked for a greater place to work. Uh, great people, great product. But, uh, it, it's in many ways, it's an engineering uh, nightmare because, Nothing happens at Vexilar unless it's perfect. And it's just, it's run by a bunch of Germans. You know, Steve Bauman is a German guy, and it's nothing but Germans. And then if you don't get it perfect, it doesn't come to market. If it's not, if it's going to have the Vexilar name on it, it's got to be the best. And it's, it's just terrible, actually, as a sales guy, because I just want to sell stuff. And they just, we have so much stuff we've never sold because it wasn't quite good enough. Yeah, and you're always adding uh, new things and, uh, like you said, just getting it to perfection. And I know before we get into the ice fishing season, which I'm very excited for, I know you have some stuff, cool stuff for that, but uh, we got a great fall fishing season coming up, and I know one of the things you guys have done uh, many things with is just keeping up with the technology and with the smartphones and the Wi-Fi, and you got the sonar phone. Um, how do people uh, get a hold of those things? Well, really, um, Vexlar is a two-fold company. Um, we have the world patents on Wi-Fi sonar technology. And if you go to sonarphone.mobi, you can learn all about it. But we have the world patents on. For, so that's the summertime division of Vexlar is Wi-Fi sonar technology. And, of course, the winter sonar technology in this region of the world. We sell it in 38 countries around the world for summertime Wi-Fi sonar, but the ice fishing is, you know, obviously restricted primarily to the ice belt, and we rule that universe. And, and what, you know, you, the cage, you I mean, I, you know, I was talking with some guys here the other day, and we talking about the gas augers, which the gas augers are still a good auger, but now you, now you, you guys started what five six years ago with the with the electric drills with the K drills and this and that, and you know I explained to these guys they say down the road, I mean I've been using the K drill for now four or five years, and it weighs five six pounds seven pounds. You can auger a hole eight inch, and you got four what four six and eight I believe auger blades, and you can recut a hole like there's nobody's business. I mean it cuts it just like butter. I mean it's it's unbelievable. And they're light, and you don't have no gas to mix. You charge your batteries up. You can probably cut 30, 40 holes with a battery. And I can't see anybody buying a gas auger anymore. It, the K-drill phenomena is one of those overnight successes that took like nine years to come to market. Uh, I, I can't tell you about how bad it was. You know, you, you, know, you talk about how nice Steve Bauman is. Uh, the owner of Vexilar, he took over the rights to market and sell the K-Drill product. He bought all the rights and the patents for the K-Drill designs. But the problem was is that I'm the sales guy. For four years, 500 K-Drills sat in our warehouse, and Mr. Bauman kept giving me the look saying, sell them, sell them, sell them. And I said, Steve, I can't sell these things. We have nothing to turn them. 
nothing to turn them. And then finally, on the fifth year, Milwaukee came out with this brushless 18-volt drill with lithium-ion, and it was over. At that, That's why a lot of the listeners are saying, yeah, you can't cut a hole in the ice with an electric drill. I've tried. It's garbage. It doesn't work. Folks, I'm telling you, this is a quantum breakthrough. We could not cut a hole in the ice until the Milwaukee 18M series brushless drill came out, and it has transformed everything. Last year, well, that year we sold, the following year, the fifth year, we sold 500, then we sold 700, then we sold 2,500. Last year, we sold almost 9,000, and this year, we've already sold 15,000 into the pipeline. It is growing exponentially. It will literally displace gas augers, like Kudak says. Believe it or not, Kudak has actually got a premonition that's right. It will <laughs> displace gas augers in the next three to five years yeah and it's just so much easier and people i mean with the k drill and others they're just sick of the gas smell and and the weight of them and the hassle of it you know you got to log along a gas can or oil and gas or both and it's just kind of a pain in the butt and the and the light factor of it too because there's so many fishermen that want to be mobile and you know i was one of them i i still have a gas auger and when you're pulling that sled it gets pretty heavy lugging that around and it it makes you not want to get up and move so often. You know what I'm saying? What what a lot of people are shocked with is, and uh, now obviously safety is always a concern, but I've had kids as young as 12 years old drill all the holes for the entire day. I've had my wife, all of the, the women can drill holes for once. You know, most, well, that's man's work to drill a hole in the ice. And the kids go, oh, when you're older, you can manage the big gas drill. no. With the K drill, right through the yeah, ice. Exactly, and I know Kudak. He's Kudak, and yourself. You're drilling, probably drilled millions of holes. And I mean, kids, Kudak. He's kind of like a little kid again when I see him drilling holes. Now he really enjoys it a lot more than he used to. He's he's actually more he's actually more like the Tom Sawyer painting the fence deal. He goes out and he walks into an area and he. He pretends like he's cutting a hole, and everybody says, well, what do you got there, Kudak? And Kudak goes, well, uh, this is this new K-drill. Give it a try. In yeah. fact, drill a hole over there and drill a hole over there, and yeah. pretty soon he has everybody <laughs> drilling all of his holes for him. And that's the Kudak way. Hey, here's a story for you. I brought that one up last year, and that was a prototype. It was that, that one that I didn't get this year, but we won't talk about that. And, we you know, Dickie's got these big party houses. they got 25 to 30 holes in them. So Dickie puts the house over by mine. He says, will you auger that out for me? I said, sure. So I grabbed the drill out of my truck, walk over there, and he walks in there, and he's watching this. And he says, what is that? I said, well, it's a new K-drill. I said, why? He said, let me try it. And exactly what you just said. Yeah, that sounds like the truth. Uh, we're having a lot of fun and uh, chatting with fellow Hall of Famer uh, Tom Zanenko here of Vexlar. We're going to get into more ice fishing because I know uh, the ice fishermen out there, like myself, uh, just can't wait to get on that uh, little uh, sheet of glass out there. So we'll have more with Tom Zanenko of Vexlar coming up next here on Twin Cities News Talk AM 1130, FM 103.5, and the iHeartRadio app. This is Outdoor Adventures. Back of more outdoor adventures here on Twin Cities News Talk AM 1130 and com. Stan Poggle, Chris Kudak, and our guests this hour, or this half hour, is uh, 
Freshwater Fishing Hall of Famer, buddies with Kudak, and friend of the show, Tom Zanenko of Vexlar. And uh, Kudak, we're starting off uh, here with Pontoon by Little Big Town. Now, this was your week to pick songs, and uh, it should be a fun one, because I've been putting these three together that you gave me, and I haven't quite come up with the theme yet. Well... I ain't going to let you in on the theme because you exactly know what the theme is because you were the one that did it. No, you came up with the songs and you were supposed to be, it was supposed to be a theme about something about me. I don't yeah, know if you get what the theme is. Okay, well, we'll, we'll, we'll uh, disclose that later on in the show and maybe we got to do one for our buddy Tom here too, huh? Yeah, you guys are arguing like a married couple already. I can see that already. <laughs> That's why yeah, we try well, to stay away. We He's on the phone, and I'm here in the studio. That way he can't slap me. That's a good way to keep it, too. Yep. As far away from Kudak as possible. <laughs> he probably is not going to want me to disclose what this is all about. It's a problem. <laughs> well, we'll disclose that at the end of the show. So uh, we're continuing on here uh, with Tom Zanenko of Vexlar. And, uh, Tom, uh, everybody like myself, they're, they're chomping at the bit to get out there on the ice. I mean, I love fall fishing, too, but... You know, that's the great thing about the state of Minnesota is you get both seasons, and I'm looking forward to plopping my butt down on a chair and uh, doing some ice fishing. Well, as the seasons change, as we all know here in Minnesota, we have those days where it's cold and rainy and dreary, and you you really can't be out hunting, and you really can't be out fishing because it's too miserable out. Those are the times when you can start preparing for the ice fishing season ahead, charging your batteries on your existing electronics, making sure your clothes and boots and everything are in good shape, dig them out of the attic. Those are the things on those those weird, icky fall days where you really don't feel like doing anything as far as getting out, you can use that as your time to start preparing. And I suppose you got Marcy doing that for you already. Absolutely. No, I would never do that to my beautiful wife. No. I am the I, the picture-perfect ideal husband. I take care of my wife and wait on her hand and foot. You're never in the house. That's why you're the ideal husband. That's the way she <laughs> likes it. <laughs> that's that as long as you're out fishing she's a go fishing and take the dog with you hey what is what do you got new for plasters this year tom well we've got some exciting things coming from vexilar that i think the if, if you're a vexilar fan uh, you'll really be into this if you if you're not very familiar with what vexilar does with flashers for winter fishing sonar i encourage everyone to go to vexilar.com and check out our website the new website is up and running so you can see all the new stuff that's out there so that's kind of fun but you'll also find uh, what we've done is we've combined the old fl20 with the old FL-22 to form the FLX-20. And it's an amazing product because it has all the features of both the 22 and the 20 in one system. And the way we can do that is with our new brushless data transfer technology that we pioneered with the FLX-28. That's our crown jewel of the product line is the 28. And then we took the FLX, the FL-12 model, which was a very popular unit, kind of the what we call the flat-faced version of the FL-8, our biggest-selling flasher. And we, we gave that a facelift as making an FLX system and adding some new features to it, uh, like night lights and things like that, to make it you know really a more versatile uh, ice fishing flasher. So all in all, the, the Vexilar flasher line is really a solid lineup going into this winter season. 
And now does the FL20, does that have a, a depth readout on it too, Tom? Like the FL20? Well, it, no, yeah, unfortunately it doesn't because of the limitations of the, the, the actual display we have. But all of the FLX20 systems, yours included, Kudak, has got what we have is, is called a DD100, which stands for Digital Depth Display. And so, although it's not on the flasher directly, it's on a small little unit on the side of the handle. And when you open up your box, you'll see what I'm talking about. And that little display will give you the digital depth and your battery status. So it's a multifunction device, but it's, it, it was developed by the, you know, Hall of Fame legendary Steve Bauman himself. He developed the technology to be able to tap in to the sonar signal to get you a digital depth readout, and it doesn't affect your flasher performance at all. It's it's an amazing technology. Okay, and and if people, I mean, you know, I know it and stand, but you guys are in every box store, sporting goods store around. In the yes, in fact, we we have we're you know obviously being around for fifty eight years, we've been around. We're, yeah, you'll find us in all the major sporting goods stores and all the smaller bait shops, too. Um, Vexlar products are sold at the same price everywhere. So if you like your local bait shop, uh, you, you'll find that you can buy a Vexlar for pretty much the same price as you will, let's say, a Mill Sleep Farm or a Cabela's or something like that. So if you want to do business with your local bait shop, by all means, do so. Uh, obviously, these other shops uh, like uh, Cabela's and and, and uh, Mill Sleep Farm doesn't even do enormous business with us. And we just finished our big distributor show uh, for Big Rock, which handles over 500 retail locations that sell Vexilar. And our sales are up, I mean, exponentially from last year. In fact, K-Drill sales are up 122% from last year. So we're staging this year to be the biggest ever in the history of Vexilar. Well, not only uh, sounds like Tom Kudak is uh, going to be buying lunch here with all these sales next time we see him, but uh, one thing I want to attest to, Tom, is you know if you want to know a good product, go to the people that use it the most. And a lot of people, you know, they'll maybe just go on a weekend fishing trip, and they'll a lot of places rent units now. And every single place I see that does that, what do they have? Vexlar. That, that's a very good point then to bring up is that it is not only um, a, uh, a very simple system to operate. You just got a couple of knobs you turn on, and, and anyone can really master a Vexilar in a very short period of time. From a, a durability standpoint, they rent these things for three or four years and then sell them for nearly the same price that they bought them for because the resale value on a Vexilar is the highest of any electronics in the world. And so it's a, it's a great purchase. In fact, I was fishing out here on Prior Lake with a, uh, with a gentleman today. He has had his FL-18 for 12 years and then plans on his son getting his FL-18 and him buying a 28 this year. So it, it's part of that evolution of generations will be using Vexilars. They do simply just don't wear out. And uh, we only got a couple of minutes left here, unfortunately, Tom's an echo of Vexlar, but uh, you said you're out uh, doing a little fishing and checking out some things here. Uh, what's coming up for the fall season? Where are you heading? Where are you going to try? Where are you going to be? 
Oh, I tell you, the fishing, I'm a big, big fall fisherman. I will fish until the last cast that I can make uh, in open water. Um, I, I live on Pryor Lake now, so I have a great advantage to be able to literally go out my back door and, and catch fish. And, and the fishing today was good, not as good as last weekend, but it was good. The fish are a little bit smaller today. That's why I'm saying it was good. We found some good schools of fish. They they cooperated quite well. My big forte is river fishing. So um, as we get into October, November, I'll be spending my time down in La Crosse, uh, Wisconsin area, and I'll be doing a lot of fishing on the Mississippi down there because the, the shad fishing for largemouth bass and, of course, the walleyes is second to none uh, when they come in to feed on those shad in the late fall. And it's a really great time of the year for me to be fishing. Yeah, you get down. You, you, know, you can always come back and we can go fish to old Mississippi um, from the from the Cool Rapids Dam South. You betcha, buddy. That's, actually, I used to live on the north side, just south of the Coon Rapids Dam. And uh, we sold our place up there and moved down here to uh, Prior Lake. And uh, so, yeah, I know all those spots down there, Kudak. In fact, most of them still have your initials carved on the trees from all those hearts you broke. <laughs> well, I'll tell you what. Uh, growing up as a kid, you know, we fished that, well, I should say from, from Anoka all the way down to, oh, probably downtown Minneapolis, back, you know, the old boys from the high school area there. And I'll tell you what, that's still probably one of the best fisheries in the state. It, it, I filmed shows down there with Tony Dean, and it was actually quite funny because I took Tony, the late Tony Dean. God bless his soul. He was a great inspiration to many in the outdoor communications industry. Uh, the Tony Dean fishing show, Tony Dean Outdoors, is, was out for many, many years. And Tony passed away several years back. But the, the year before he passed away, I had the pleasure of fishing with him, and he was in town, and and it was a short story, but he was in town visiting Steve at Bexlar. We were talking, and he goes, geez, I sure would like to get a show around here. And he says, well, where are you catching them? And I says, well, I'm, you know, I'm catching, you know, 30, 40 fish an hour on the Mississippi. Oh, you're so full of it, Tom. You're so full of it. No, I says, well, go catch them. Let's go right now. We had 45 fish in the first hour. When I took him out, he filmed the show. He had 45 fish in the first hour. And he goes, I've never seen anything like it. And he's waving to all these people on the bridges and everything. He says, do people actually realize how good the fishing is right in downtown Minneapolis? And I says, Tony, they have no idea what they drive over every day. None. No, none, none cool. I, I, did, I did some shows with Tony back years ago, too. Uh, like you said, there was one man that was a good outdoorsman, a good a good guy for the outdoors sponsor and a and a unbelievable man i mean he was i had him on the launches up at western we did a bunch of shows back years ago and i got a kick on him because we were waiting for him to show up one day he drove right by malak's lake and he ended up in zimmerman he called me he says where's the lake they were listening to a baseball game on the radio and drove right by the lake Either the Dakota, too many trees confused him. He's from the Dakotas. He's not used to seeing trees. He was totally confused by all the trees. Yeah, I told Mark Dorn, I said, you drove through Garrison, you drove right by the lake, and you kept right on going right down the street. <laughs> you're only 50 miles away, but you're okay. He's okay. He just turned around. You know, but he, yeah. there are a lot of great stories I've got with Tony. He, he created a lot of great memories for the people that were with him. And, and as you know, Chris, that's one of the things that we do about this business is that we just love doing this stuff. And we, we have fun doing it. 
Otherwise, why would we care? I mean, if it's a big, serious job, it would be no fun to do it. That's why you and Stan have such a great time on the radio. It's it's fun. Yeah, and we we love having you on, uh, Tom Zanenko of Vexlar. It's always a pleasure to have you, and you always got some good insight, and you always have some good stories. And, you know, maybe sometime off the air you can give me some even juicier stories. I got stories about Kudak that would curl your toes. <laughs> oh, I, I can about imagine. So uh, we'll let you go here, and uh, we're going to get to our next guest here, uh, another uh, member of your guys' club, the uh, Hall of Fame. We're going to chat with Steve Panaz next, so we're going to harass him next. Be safe, gentlemen. Take care. Take it easy. That is uh, Tom Zanenko of Vexlar. You can check him out at uh, vexlar.com. And coming up next, Kudak. We're going to be chatting with our good friend uh, Steve Panaz. He's always out and about checking out new lakes and uh, fishing here around home on Independence as well. So we'll get a report from him and see what's new with uh, another Hall of Famer coming up, the second one of the show, Steve Panaz, coming up next here on Outdoor Adventures, Twin Cities News Talk, AM 1130, and TwinCitiesNewsTalk.com. Okay, Kudak, I'm thinking of this theme. You know, pontoons are generally, what, steel or aluminum. And now you wanted me to play Iron Man. These are all things that supposedly describe something about me. So it must be, uh, I'm guessing, my physique? You're you're an Iron Man when you're in the pontoon. (laughs) Oh, (laughs) okay. Oh, my gosh. We are continuing on with our... It's a fun thing I thought we'd do, and uh, the first one was fun. We did one on Kudak's uh, Love Life here a couple of weeks ago, and now I'm guessing Kudak is going to probably try to return the favor here this week. So we have Pontoon and Iron Man so far as the theme for this week's uh, three songs we play uh, after the breaks here on uh, Twin Cities News Talk AM 1130 and TwinCitiesNewsTalk.com. This is going to be a lot of fun, I think, because unfortunately, uh, I think we both know enough about each other's uh, bad habits and uh, um, legendary, sometimes legendary stories that uh, I think we can play this game a long time with the listeners. Oh, yeah, it's going to be a good one, but I don't know if you're going to want me to let the cat out of the bag, so we'll just be good to you. All right, we'll uh, see what happens here with the third one, so uh, we'll have that here for you in just a couple of minutes, and uh, we're going to get right into it with our good friend and fellow Hall of Famer of yours, uh, Chris Kudak. Steve Panaz joining us on the line. How are we doing, Steve? Hey, good, good. How are you guys? We're doing great. Uh, So I hear... Um, you were mentioning that uh, you were up with all the big dogs up there uh, doing a big summit. Um, can you tell us a little bit about that? Yeah, Berkeley meets uh, about once a year with a lot of the lead anglers, and guys were up from Mille Lacs, and they brought in some other guys as well, guys like David Fritz and, and Mark Quartz and some you know some big names nationally, uh, Justin Lucas, Josh Bertrand, all these guys, and just get together, go through product lines, just go through suggestions, and, and really kind of, uh, you know, download what the what the year was like, and you know, thoughts on possible holes in the product line, where uh, any types of uh, new colors should be coming in, new products should be launched, that kind of stuff. And it was a very productive week. But what was fun is after you know four or five hours in the uh, in the locked up in the hotel rooms, meeting rooms, we'd go hit the water and and uh, and have these little mini fishing tournaments, and it was a lot of fun. 
And how much of that goes into their decisions as far as, um, you know, coming up with new ideas or new colors, let's say, or different weights or different sizes or different actions? Um, I'm sure you've, like Kudak, uh, you get on that front end of things when they maybe don't quite have things perfected yet or even ready to go on the market. Um, how much of that uh, input from you guys goes into that? Well, I know Berkeley's using a lot of information from different sources. You know, the retailers, their their studies, their their own internal staff. Pros are part of the mix, and an important part of the mix. But it's they're, it's they they rely on a lot more than just that. And it's um, what's what's really interesting though is when you get uh, guys like Scott Suggs who won a million dollars in an FLW Turner tournament uh, years back, and David Fritz who's been a crankbait king and. And you get the guys from the north and the south in the same room. It's interesting on colors. Uh, the guys from the south are looking for something that's more shad-based. The guys from the north, you know, are looking for more sunfish and perch and shiner and that kind of stuff. But it's really fascinating to sit in a room and, 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 and talk in depth um, on colors. And the, the pros love to talk colors. It, it, it's kind of fun. And, and what, what is your next uh... – you know, everybody knows that you have your own TV show, The Lake Commanders, and you go head-on-head head with you grab a pro, you grab Mark Scorts or whoever you can get, and you go you go to a new lake, you go research it, on your way over there, you pull up your, your phone and you go through your maps, and what what uh, what's going to be the upcoming big one, and who you got next? You know, it's funny, I, uh, we just finished shooting with Mark Scorts, uh, we just finished shooting with Josh Bertrand. We just finished shooting with Justin Lucas. And uh, the one with Lucas was interesting because we pulled up to a smaller body of water. I think it was about 300 acres near Fergus Falls. And, and the lake really did not produce like we expected it to. And, and then I just finished up a, a shoot uh, with Major Michael Thompson on a, on a lake uh, in and around the uh, Camp Ripley area. And I didn't have high expectations for that lake. But boy, we, we, we moved shallow. We, we flipped some, uh, there's some new baits that Berkeley's got out in the power bait max set line. And we just crushed them. I mean, I think we had 15 fish over three. We had a couple giants over five. And, um, it was just one of those expectations. I think that lake fished better than it should have for us. Uh, and then the lake earlier in the week didn't fish as good as it should have. Uh, so it's just kind of interesting how that kind of stuff comes, uh, you know, comes together. And, and you know, we talked there last the other day, and you know, we we were talking about some of them lakes that I mentioned to you, and, and you know, you can you you pull up on your computer, you know, what the, what fishes are in them when they shock it, this and that. You know, there's a lot of these little lakes around this country that, that they don't get hit. I mean, it, it, it's I'm gonna I'm gonna hit a bunch of them this winter, the ones that we talked about, and. I uh, you know I know I know guys been fishing a few of them catching a lot of bass big bass and I know they're catching some some good crappies and stuff. Uh. Yep, and you know yeah. one of the most valuable resources is the Lake Finder on the DNR website. You can simply just go up, call up the lake name by the, the name or the county, or you just go by the map and punch in on the lakes, and you can look at the the things that interest me are the depth of the lake, the water clarity. And of course, it's the fisheries studies to see what kind of you know numbers are in there, and the age distribution or the size of the fish. And I, the lakes that I that are really the groove on are the ones that have a good mix of, you know, four zero to five inch bass and twelve to you know fifteen inch bass. And then the ones that I really like are the ones that got those fifteen to nineteen. Lots of lots of fish in that case. But 
it really does. It's, a, it's an invaluable resource we use all the time. And that's got to be interesting, too, and just kind of fun to try out these different lakes. And, you know, with Berkeley, uh, you and them being partners, I mean, obviously you get uh, probably all the toys you got uh, to play with out there on the lake, and it's just got to be fun. And uh, But also, like you say, it's a challenge because if you've never been on that lake, you know, it's it's not like the old-timer cruising around and he goes out at the same time every day and he knows the spots and this and that, so uh, that's got to be fun as well. You know what's really fun is uh, when you fish against elite anglers, guys like, you know, Josh Bertrand, who Josh just had the biggest bag of fish at the uh, – the Bassmaster tournament on the last the last day. He had a he anchored his last fish was a six pounder. He came in with almost twenty five pounds, and uh, and 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 uh, you know the commando mission with him was interesting because he went to a three eighth ounce sinker. I went to a, a quarter ounce sinker, thinking we we're going to be I was going to go a little more finesse than him, and I got punished by my my sinker choice. And when you're fishing head to head against an, an elite angler. You start seeing how your decisions affect what you're doing because uh, it's not like you're all by yourself and go, oh, they're not biting. What what you're finding out is, hey, angler A is fishing this and he's getting this. Angler B is fishing this and he's getting this. And it's amazing how many times line choice or sinker choice, or in the case of Justin Lucas, hook size made a big difference in in the number of fish he caught. Those little decisions are bigger bigger than I think most anglers realize. And the best part is, Steve, and I've told you, you know, seminars, when I do seminars, you know what, you're, if you're not learning something, every time you go fishing, you're not doing nothing right then. Because every time you go out, I mean, you're always learning something new or a new technique or new this. I mean, it's a learning experience every time you get in the boat with somebody. It, it really is. And what was interesting with uh, Justin Lucas, now Justin is one of the top talents in the country. I mean, he won a Bassmaster Elite Tournament last year in the Potomac River, and fishing with this guy, he's he's simply, he's a savant. The guy's an amazing angler. And uh, what what he started, his pattern for the lake that we were fishing was drop shotting with a uh, a Havoc, a Berkeley Havoc soft plastic bait, uh, just a a worm, a straight tail worm. And I went with a new power bait, Maxent, uh, worm that was the same basic worm as what he was using, but I was using the Max Scent version. And what in a head-to-head competition that morning, and what was interesting is I was getting more bites, and more importantly is the fish. I mean, I was reaching for the pliers more often because the fish were getting hooked, not in the outer lip, but in the top of the mouth or much deeper in the mouth. And it was Justin actually brought it up. He goes, dude, I've never had to reach for the players once today, you need it with almost every bite. And it was just an indication of how the power of, of scent and the power of flavor actually does make a big difference. Yeah, and another thing uh, we've talked about a lot, too, is uh, different things on different days, too, and we're going to get into more of that a little bit later. But I know you have another secret weapon in your arsenal that we haven't talked about yet, Steve, and uh, it's real interesting. So we'll get to that next here. You're listening to Outdoor Adventures on Twin Cities News Talk, AM 1130 and TwinCitiesNewsTalk.com. You can listen to the engine moaning out as one note song. You can think about the woman 
Oh, the girl you knew the night before. One final segment of Outdoor Adventures here on Twin Cities News Talk, AM 1130 and com. I want to remind you again, you can uh, follow us on iHeartRadio app. It's a free app for your phone, uh, tablet, or computer. And you can find Outdoor Adventures there anytime. Follow us and just search Outdoor Adventures on the iHeartRadio app. It's been a fun show so far, Kuduk, and we're going to continue on here with our good friend and uh, fellow Hall of Famer of yours, uh, Steve Panaz, and we're chatting uh, his lake commandos and fishing different lakes and fishing with other uh, people like yourselves uh, who are very good fishermen. And you know, I I think I'm I know he's got another secret that he hasn't told us about yet. And I'm not saying I'm not saying that's the reason he catches all these fish because I've seen him catch a lot of fish before this all came out, but. This panoptics thing, Steve, you have to tell our listeners about this. This is just insane what they have come up with. You know, Garmin uh, has, has come up with a, a, a really it's a forward viewing and a down viewing uh, technology for sonar. It's called panoptics. And one is live view forward, which looks either, you know, around the boat or forward. And, and the other one is down view. Um, and, and really uh, what I recommend is people just Google it and check it out because it's hard to describe it on the radio until you actually see what it looks like. But let's, let's go, uh, let's take this technology out on the ice and, and let's talk about, uh, live view forward first. Live view forward allows you to look out a hundred feet in front of the boat, or in the case of ice, you could cut a hole, drop this transducer down beneath the ice and spin it. And you can look for a hundred feet in, in any direction. And what that allows you to do, especially when you're looking for basin fish, uh, suspended crappie, bluegill, that sort of thing, you can locate these schools of fish up to a hundred feet away. You know, I've done it out in the deep as 45 feet of water. I've done it as shallow as, you know, 20, 25 feet. And the, the advantage of this is not only does it tell you where they are, how far away they are, but also the direction they are from you so you can scoot over to you know, basically send uh your your fellow angler over and say i need you you need to go 60 feet between here and that red cabin and wow. kind of hold and what's cool is you can actually watch the auger come huh. through the ice on the sonar and you can actually watch the chips from the sonar or from the from the auger going down that's how sensitive the unit is and then live view forward it really struck me one time we were in a an ice tournament years back, and a, a buddy of mine said he saw like 50 fish uh, during the event, and I saw like 10. And what I realized was there's two there's two types of fish that reject you. There's one. I'm at the I'm at the Twins game, by the way, guys. <laughs> yeah, hear, that's all right. Can we can crowd. still hear you fine. I got as quiet as I could. <laughs> but there's two types of rejections. You got the rejection at the bottom of the hole where they come up to your lure and they don't bite. But there's another rejection that you don't realize is happening because typically they're outside of the sonar cone, and that's one where they don't even bother to come over and look at your presentation. Yep. And Garmin Live View for or Down actually doesn't look. It's not a narrow beam transducer where you've got a be a 12 degree transducer that looks down. You've got about eight and a half feet of bottom coverage and 40 feet of water. Here in, with this Live View Down. Not only do you have the sensitivity to see your lure and the fish, but you also look eight to uh, you know ten to twelve to twenty feet to each side of the hole, depending on your depth. 
but not only are you seeing the fish that respond to your presentation, you're seeing the fish that don't respond. And that information allows you to make better decisions to say, hey, I'm not even getting them to come to the hole. Yeah. So maybe I need to go to a different jig. I need to go a different color. I need to go to a different bait, that kind of stuff. And it's, it's just amazing technology. And Garmin has actually come out with a new ice bundle. They're available at uh, Cabela's in a number of stores now. It's amazing technology. And that and that's all just kind of graphed out what it shows on that hole, like you say, whatever it was, twenty feet to the side of the hole. That graphs all that out, so you can you can see that as well. Well, what's nice is you, you've been in a fish house where you've got to see a, ta- a standard, uh, you know, down viewing, uh, uh, you know, flasher sure. style or, or a regular LCD unit, and, and you sit there, you see a fish come up off the bottom, and you don't know if it's coming after your lure or the your buddy's lure that you're fishing mm-hmm. in the hole next to us. Yep. You can with Panopic Slide View Forward is, is or down is actually set up your fish house and have everybody fishing out the same transducer. And everybody knows whose bait is whose on the screen. Yeah. So say, say Stan, you, you're fishing five feet to the left of me. It shows up five feet to the left on the screen. And, and you go, hey, coming up to my bait. It's, it's really, really cool technology. That is really advanced stuff. And another thing, just on that uh, fact of the thing, you know, I know me and my buddies, some of them have different style of units. And we all know how that works when you're in a smaller, uh, just a pop-up house sharing you know, a few holes, and you get some interference here and there. So, you know, like you said, this is, has a lot wider beam. That's going to eliminate some of that, I'm guessing, too, because you could all just run off of one unit. Absolutely. And, and up on Mille Lacs last year when we were doing some testing on the units, we had one of our other uh, groups um, fishing 30 to 35 feet away, and we would yell over them, hey, don't miss that fish, because we could actually see the fish come up to their bait uh, from 35 feet away. And, and not only that, we could tell the size of the fish. They landed a, a 16, 17-inch walleye. Uh, they also landed a 27-inch walleye. And, and just watching on the screen, I knew which one was bigger. The, well, the, the technology was that sensitive. Well, I'm guessing uh, if Kudak gets his hands on one of these, we're going to have to keep him away from Big Island next year because he'll just be anchored out there by the buoy and be watching his panoptics. <laughs> <laughs> right, Kudak? I guess I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> all, the, all the ladies that hang out there. Oh, oh yeah, well, I, yeah. I, I'm too old for that anyway. Yeah, exactly. Well, uh, Steve, we got to wrap things up here. Uh, where do people find more, not only on the Panoptics, but uh, you yourself and your show? You know, we have a, a pretty strong Facebook presence. Uh, just go to, uh, it's, uh, it's actually Man versus Lake on Facebook. Uh, and just join as a friend. We we post uh, multiple times weekly. We're also very active on Instagram now, and 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 we're on air right now on World Fishing Network. So if you have that network, uh, we're airing uh, through the end of the season, and our new season starts uh, Q1, and uh, we're still shooting for next year. We've got three more shows to get in the can, but uh, we've had a very very uh, exciting season this year and a very uh, very productive shoot. So they've been. Just tremendous. Uh, we've had so many good, good trips this year. I mean, I'm, I'm we've been blessed. Excellent, Steve Panaz. It's Dad. You know, Panaz is another one that grew up in the same neck of the woods that me and Zanenko did. Another river fisherman. So, I mean, we could get all three of us, or we could probably even take you along to do, do a little carp fishing down there in the river. But uh, <laughs> you know, big Vikings game tomorrow. I suppose Steve's going to be watching that. Uh, 
Gino's up at Onamia, a uh, happy hour from noon to three, and free food during the Vikings game. I might just pop in there tomorrow. That sounds like fun. Well, you, yeah. you you enjoy your time at the game, uh, Steve, and we'll let you go. And uh, I'm still going to hit you up for that fishing trip. I know uh, Kuduk mentioned I need to get a hold of you, so we'll get that figured out. Absolutely. Let's get it on. We had a uh, had a 29-inch walleye in Lake Independence just a couple weeks ago. Uh, an amazing lake, and that fish is still swimming. So, yeah, he's got, his, he's got your name on it. All right. Sounds great. That is uh, legendary uh, fisherman uh, Steve Panaz. Okay, real quickly, Kuduk, we had pontoon. By Little Big Town, Iron Man by uh, Black Sabbath, and Bob Seger, Turn the Page. And that's for you when you went over to Lake Minnetonka on a pontoon ride to go listen to a concert. And you were, you, were, you were a concert goer, and we'll leave it at that. Okay, sounds good. So we'll have uh, another fun theme for you coming up uh, next week. i got to think of something for Kudok, so... Check us out uh, on iHeartRadio. Search Outdoor Adventures. Black Republican, Black Democrat coming up next on Twin Cities News Talk, AM 1130.